This is Relatively Prime, all the podcasts in the mathematical domain. I am Samuel Hansen. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of Relatively Prime. It features a live episode recorded at this year, 2018's annual Maths Jam gathering over in England. It was an absolute ton of fun and it features a bunch of little snippets of other math podcasts such as Relatively Prime and a bunch of others which you will now learn about and of course go out, subscribe and listen to as well. Before we get on to all of the math podcasts, first I want to thank Lowercase N for the music I'm talking over right now and a little snippet you'll hear later on. And now, without further ado, here are all the math podcasts. Open the bracket. It's time for All Squared and several other podcasts as well. Bring, bring. Hey, Peter. Hello, Samuel. So, uh, it's been a while. I think we're still technically on hiatus, right? <laughs> we never did officially uh, uh, cancel this show, uh, which, by the way, is Math Maths 5... 1,138 miles of mathematics. <laughs> or something. Uh, yeah, back when I lived in Las Vegas, which was approximately seven years ago. Uh, and we uh, went on hiatus six years ago when I definitely wasn't living in Las Vegas. I don't think I had a home. Did I have a home? <laughs> Possibly not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for those of you who don't know, Math Maths uh, is a show talking about the important News from the world of mathematics. So, what news do you have for me this week, Peter? I'm pretty sure in that many years there have been some exciting developments <laughs> in A-level mathematics. <laughs> okay, uh, for those of you who don't know, Peter used to do this to torture me. <laughs> he used to bring up A-levels and GCSEs. Mm. Why do I remember this? This literally has no effect on my life whatsoever. Uh, but So, okay, what has been going on in A-levels? I don't know, but an interesting, <laughs> an interesting recent thing is the kilogram, and that actually made me think of you. They're, they're redefining the kilogram, and I'm Just sure that's what, what? something. <laughs> Why did it make you think of me? Because I think we used to have a story every now and again that they were thinking of redefining the kilogram, and okay. they finally have done it. So how have they redefined the kilogram? How, how do you redefine a weight, or a mass, or a measure of some sort? The kilogram is officially a lump of metal in Paris, and that is, the, by definition, a kilogram. So that, that seems completely logical. Of course, leave the French in charge. <laughs> it's much better than leaving either of our countries in charge. But yeah. the problem is, so I think, I think uh, originally a lot of the units were defined in terms of physical things. The meter was a bit of metal. The kilogram was uh, the weight of a bit of metal or what have you. The problem with that is that these things can change over time. And... Various of them have been redefined. I think the meter was, was first redefined in terms of the distance from the pole to the equator, something like that. And now it's the distance that light travels in a very small amount of time. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. The kilogram, as far as I remember it, and the reason I was thinking about you is because I was writing it up for the AP article, and I was trying to look up, I'm sure I've written this up before for the AP article, but I haven't, so I think it must have been for mathematics. Um, was that there were sort of competing versions of what a kilogram might be. 
And they seem to have chosen one in the intervening time. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you remember what it is? No, it's something to do with Planck's constant. Okay, so uh, the kilogram is now defined uh, in some way to do with Planck's constant, which is the news uh, for this week. But I do think that someone might have a uh, number of the podcast or something like that. Or, or maybe that's a show that has something to do with the number of the podcasts. Uh, everyone, uh, Colin Beveridge. <laughs> what, oh, did, I, did I forget to tell you that you are in charge of uh, doing the things that your show does every week? <laughs> or month? <laughs> yes, of course you did. <laughs> that, that does sound a lot like me. Do you, do you have a random number that you want to give? Yeah, I'm going for two-thirds. Uh, and why is that? It's my entry into the mnemonic competition. The mnemonic competition? Uh, uh, Charles Lewis... Uh, Charles Lewis? Lewis Carroll... Lewis Carroll system for uh, memorizing things using letters and I came up with a mnemonic to remember the decimal expansion of two-thirds. Okay, and and here here I was thinking that it was just because two-thirds of the people on this podcast are not actually a part of the podcast that we are currently recording, which is wrong but useful. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Which also usually has uh, Reflective Maths, uh, who is Dave Gale in real life. Yes, I, I'm Ice Cold Beverage. I'm Colin in real life. Peter, do you want to join in on this? Yes, yes, but I'm not holding a microphone. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is extremely lo-fi. <laughs> so is this where I say I'm Peter Rollett, who's Peter Rollett in real life? Yeah, it very good. Like See, an idiot yeah, you, were, you were very lucky. Odd Samuel underscore Hansen on Twitter, which I no longer use, <laughs> and uh, Samuel Hansen in uh, real life. And so... Uh, so what, what are we going to do for this? Are we going to wrap up uh, what we thought was interesting so far I today think, at Mass Jam? I think that's a good idea. What, what did you find interesting in Mass Jam? Uh, well, uh, let's see. I have, a, I have this wonderful uh, little notebook here. Oh, um, that's right. The most important thing, I now know why I'm more popular than Peter. My last name is earlier on in the alphabet because one of the first things that we learned today is that the earlier the letter that starts your last name is, the more popular you're going to be as a person. And also, I think the better you are as a person, which actually makes Colin, out of all of us, the most popular and best person. Uh, at least on this, on this sofa. <laughs> so uh, what, did, <sighs> what did you think was interesting so far today? Uh, I enjoyed uh, Kevin Houston's talk about finding where, where, you were, where a photo was taken from. So finding a calculation based on a building in the, in the picture do some sums, and you can go back to the exact spot the picture was taken from and take the same picture at a different time. Uh, Peter, did you, do you have any highlights as you, after you have to swap that microphone? This one's cable is really short, otherwise I'd share. Sure. I, um, I left my notebook back in my room. I was kind of interested in... Now, Always unprepared. I'm going to say two bad things here. I was kind of interested in your talk. <laughs> <laughs> That is the Which, right amount of that, uh, interest. No, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm going to um, qualify that by talking about myself for a bit, which is not good either. But, um, <laughs> but a few years ago, I was on the Council for the British Society for the History of Mathematics, and we coordinated a paper in Nature called The Unplanned Impact of Mathematics, which was examples of times in history when a piece of mathematics has turned out to be extremely useful in a way that couldn't have been planned for. The idea being that often funding councils ask you to say in advance what your research is going to be used for, and you often don't know what that might be, because it might be 300 years later in some field that doesn't exist yet. Uh, What I found quite interesting, so Samuel's talk was about uh, actually tracking citations of papers 
and the profile of different papers in different disciplines. And there were a lot of examples where the maths paper basically got no citations for decades and then suddenly erupted. And some extremely famous papers that have hardly had any citations overall. But I'd be really interested to see the... Um, the proper thorough do your homework version of that, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I, am, I am currently working on it, uh, and by working on it, I mean I'm currently trying to put together the computer that I need in order to do the data analysis of the multi-terabyte database that I'm going to have to mine in order to uh, get all of this information. Eventually that'll come out, I think. Uh, so uh, were, there, were there any other highlights? Uh, I, I personally really liked uh, the, um, the talk by uh, Adam Townsend uh, about... Uh, about the need for a uh, one pound seventy five coin uh, in order to uh, decrease the number of coins that are uh, given back uh, in change, this of course is completely uh, meaningless to uh, my country uh, because we have one dollar bills uh, and not coins i mean technically we have one dollar coins, but no one uses them uh, but i 'm definitely going to go back and write to the Fed. Uh, and ask them to please implement a uh, $1.75 coin because they really like the idea of, of uh, more coinage uh, historically. Were there other highlights from y'all? Yeah, I, I thought there were a few good talks about um, well, geometry and shapes. I, I like Hugh Hunt's thing about the uh, chain hanging on a cone. There's a, a really good reveal in that. And there's some, some origami and some embroidery and... Um, the sort of pull on a rope folding. Sorry, the pull on a rope folding poly, um, polyhedra. Very nice. Yes, uh, Barney Mondo Taylor's. Um, uh, do we? Do we have anyone in the audience who wants to shout out a favorite? <coughs> what? Oh, the cat and mouse. Yes, yes. by uh, Ben, ben Sparks. Sparks. Yes. yes. Uh, Spark uh, maths. Yep. Yes. Sparks. Spark maths. Oh, yeah. pass maths. So a lot of GeoGebra fans in the audience <laughs> here tonight. Uh, yeah. The, my friends. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, and so this is, we are, of course, recording at Mass Jam, and it's been a great day, and I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. Indeed. Uh, and so, uh, next up, I would like to uh, welcome a show that has one episode in their feed at the moment, uh, making their uh, Mass Jam and a potentially live show debut. Uh, this is Talk Dust from the Chalk Dust uh, magazine uh, for the Mathematically Curious. I think that means I can move. Nobody has a plan for this except Samuel in his own head. So, uh, And here they are. All right, lovely. Uh, hello, everyone. So um, I'm aforementioned uh, Adam Townsend. That's uh, at Pecknet on Twitter. This is what happens when you uh, give yourself a Twitter handle uh, based on your Hotmail account you wrote when you were 12. Um, and I am TD Dang, and I am at Television Duck on Twitter. Lovely. So um, this is our what our second uh, second... second attempt at a podcast <laughs> <laughs> episode, um, and uh, I think we're going to play a game now called Guess the Number. Okay. Right. So uh, right. So the the way this works is I think of a number, and then you have to ask questions, and I can only answer yes or no. Is that correct? Uh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I say yes or no. Okay, so I've thought of a number. Okay, uh, what number are you thinking of? See, I'm not allowed to, uh, to answer that. I can only answer yes or no. Oh, now I understand the rules of the game. Okay, um, is your, has, have you thought of a number? <laughs> yes. 
Okay, uh, is it an even number? No. Okay, so is it an odd number? No. So is it a complex number? No. So does it exist? Yes. Um, would you say that this number falls under uh, a class of number that has like a name given to it? So say like the Fibonacci numbers or, you know, Masan primes or... No. No. Um, could you... So, so it's not an odd number and it's not an even number. So is it rational? Yes. Okay, it's rational. Um, it's not minus one over 12, right? Because we guessed that last time. <laughs> I'm afraid minus one over 12 is uh, officially not hot. So I'm pretty sure that was in one of our hot or not columns. Um, wait, so, it, so, so, so it's not positive either? So... I didn't say that. Okay, so it is positive. Yes. Okay. Um, is it, do you, would you say it's a pretty large number? No. Okay, because we've, we've established that it's a fraction, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> this is fascinating radio. <laughs> I hope so everyone's playing Would you say it's between zero and one? Yes. Okay, is it a half? No. Okay, is it... Um, would you say that the denominator is even? Uh, no. <laughs> would you say that the denominator is odd? Do I have to write it in its simplest form? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> then yes. <laughs> Is it two thirds? Yes. <laughs> Were you not listening to Colin? <laughs> I thought I thought I'd steal his number. <laughs> it's the number of the podcast. Um, yep. So I think we'll wrap up with a uh, fact of the podcast. So. Our fact today is that about 25 species of scorpions are known to have venom capable of killing a human. That's, uh, that's fascinating. Yes, it is. Excellent. Um, so uh, this, the studio, uh, is for everyone listening, it's, it's all a bit Graham Norton. So sort of everyone's sort of sitting around on these very uh, brightly coloured chairs. We have a, an audience watching us, which is, which is fantastic. There's a lovely thing here at Maths Jam where everyone... Uh, writes their name badges and uh, then at the end of the conference you give them back and then they're brought back every year so that you get to sort of pick uh, your name badge up you know it's quite green and quite uh, yeah know. but didn't Colin throw the box away last year and yeah, then yeah. somehow dug it out somewhere <laughs> this year <laughs> so we have name badges from two years ago actually which is really exciting because it's a bit like a, a graveyard of Maths Jam's sort of Bravest yeah. and best, and so many fallen heroes who haven't made it. <laughs> like, oh, awkward, they don't show up anymore. <laughs> but it was nice to know them. Um, lovely. Uh, so, uh, do we know uh, who's on next? Oh, okay, we're going back to Sam. <laughs> that, that, that makes complete sense. So, um, well, TD, where can people uh, hear more Talk Dust? Um, I think. I think it's probably best to check our website. Which is? Uh, Chalkdustmagazine.com. Excellent. What else can you find there? Um, you can find articles and um, reviews. Um, and what if people want to get uh, physical copies of this magazine that we print oh. 4,000 of? 
then Every maybe you can order them from our website. Brilliant. And then if people are cold and need something to wear? Oh, then you can also order some very thin <laughs> printed T-shirts on our website. Well, that's excellent. Uh, I'm sure everyone will very much uh, enjoy that. And I look forward to hearing what people are talking about tomorrow on Math Jam. Lovely sound. Thank you very much. Oh, thank, thank you all very much. Not, not you, Peter. What are you, what are you doing? I'm, I'm going to head. Man, you are, you are, you are bossier than I remember you being. Uh, so I want to uh, welcome everybody to Strongly Connected Components. Interview, uh, interviews with people from the math. Am I trying to steal Peter's other show? I think I'm trying to steal Peter's other show. So technically, uh, I'm doing both Strongly Connected Components and... Uh, and I am uh, also doing Travels in a Mathematical World now. Uh, so, and my guest uh, on this episode of Strongly Connected Components is the most interesting mathematician in the world, uh, according to the A Periodical's Big Internet Math Off, and also a, uh, what, a mathematical consultant. Yes, that's right. And, and uh, currently the vice president and, and of soon-to-be president of the IMA, Naira Chamberlain. Hello. Hello, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Uh, so, uh, can you tell me, uh, when, when was it uh, that you really started to get interested in mathematics? Um, I'd say I'd get interested in mathematics when I was doing my mathematics degree, and I was doing a secondment at the RF base, and I realized that I actually could become a professional mathematician. And that's when I really got into mathematics, thinking this is something I could really do for life. So do you, do you remember what it was that sort of convinced you that, that this, was, this was the thing that you could do as a career as opposed to, you know, just a, you know, a subject to study? Well, I think it was um, when somebody said that you couldn't solve this using mathematics, and they said that uh, mathematics was very limited. And what I did is I, I wrote an algorithm, and, and I saw the people that say I was thinking, oh, well, actually, this is quite interesting. This is very, very good. You know, we didn't realize you could actually use mathematical modeling in this way. And then I actually was really going out because I had the attitude that I was sure you can solve everything and everything using mathematics. And that's how I actually started pursuing my mathematical career in mathematical modeling. So uh, what, are, what are some of the things that you've modeled uh, over your career? I mean, because you, you consult all, all over the place, right? Okay. Right. <laughs> wow. Okay. I've done, um, I've written a, a computer virus for a Formula One car. Um, evacuated the Caribbean island from a volcano. An explosion of a pipeline, uh, airflow through an aircraft, uh, aircraft engine, redesign a whole aircraft carrier. Um, uh, yeah, I, uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to stop you now because I mean, clearly you can keep going, but I at least want to uh, go into one of these. You wrote a computer virus for a Formula One car? Yes, yes. Um, at one stage, there was a, a company that actually was supporting a Formula One, and uh, what they found was that the car was going too slow. And they said, okay, well, we will need to redesign our simulation to make, to improve the, the car speed. And they said, oh, could we actually do this manually? And I'm thinking, oh, I, because it was actually in the middle of the racing season, I thought, well, if I'm doing this, it's going to take me forever. And I thought, what was the quickest way to, to write a computer program? And I thought the quickest way was actually to write a computer virus. So I wrote a computer virus that generated the, the, the simulation, which then was given to the Formula 1 the, the designers who designed the component, which embedded into the Formula 1 car, and away we go. Okay, I, I'm very rarely rendered uh, without words by someone's answer, but uh, congratulations. Uh, and and uh, I mean, it's, that's absolutely fascinating. Uh, and you've also helped, you said, evacuate an island. 
Yes, yeah. Uh, so from what? what? What was the reason for the evacuation? Oh, okay. Well, what was happening was that there was a Caribbean island, and the Caribbean island was dominated by a volcano. And what happened is that when the volcano actually erupted, there was actually nowhere place for, for them to go. And it was the case of actually come up with the model to say, okay, what, given the flow of the, the lava, where was the best place actually to, to locate the people so that we could actually rescue the people off, off the island? So away we go. Well, uh, and and it worked. I'm assuming, like you got you got the people off the island. We got the people off the island. Well, that's uh, that's awesome. Now, now to just spin a, a little bit, you are uh, you're now the world's most interesting mathematician. With uh, some caveats. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I, I mean, I, I just have uh, one question about this. Uh, how many people do you now have coming up to you on the street and just and just you know asking you all about this amazing title that you have? Oh. Um... I mean, I go to some places and uh, people go and say, oh, this is Nari Chamberlain and he's the, he's the world's most interesting mathematician. And I said, yes, with caveats, but there uh, we go. So it's, it's, been, it's, it's happening quite often. Okay, well, uh, Naira, thank you uh, so much for uh, talking to me a bit about the things that you've modeled and for coming on Strongly Connected Components. Oh, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Naira Chamberlain, everybody. Yes, thank you. Uh, and uh, so I'm talking into both mics now. Uh, I feel to have the ultimate power. Uh, <laughs> just the, all of the power in the world. Uh, I believe next up is going to be the Aperiodcast, uh, which existed at one point uh, in life, uh, which means I uh, have to run away now. <laughs> okay, fantastic. I'm Katie Steckles uh, from the Aperiodical, and I will be joined by Peter, who you've recently just heard from. Am I in this one as well? Yes, you, that's why you're holding a microphone. Uh, you're going to be in another one too that you don't know about yet. Uh, and also Christian. Oh, hi. Excellent. So, can can um, I just say, I think uh, Naira is an absolutely fascinating person. I think the story of Naira writing a virus to change a lot of data quickly is, is literally an episode of Travels in the Mathematical World <laughs> that I spoke to him about. Yeah. So, in fact, because I, I feel like I'm on too many podcasts now, but um, at the start of this podcast, very confusingly, I opened a bracket. Uh, and that's because one of the podcasts that we used to do as part of the periodical was the All Squared podcast, in which we would interview interesting people about their maths. So I think I'm going to bag the Naira interview for that as well. So it's not only travels in the mathematical world and the strongly connected components is I'm, I'm, i mean that's what we're doing right this is all the podcasts at once so this is as technically far, an all squared podcast as I far really, as i understand yes and 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 that's for people who are worried about the hanging bracket that you yeah, yeah we're definitely going to close that at the end if we forget i'll be very sad and in fact should i just close it now no, we'll do it at the end, end. okay, because we have to do it at the start and the end. Yeah. Um, so that was one of our podcasts, um, but the other one, which is, I guess, the one that we're doing now, is that we used to do uh, the A Period Cast, which was a semi-regular catch-up about how things are going with the A Periodical since our last catch-up, which I was think, several years ago. I think semi-regular is a bit strong. Well, it, it was A Periodic. <laughs> uh, that was our thing. So um, the A Periodical is our blog that the three of us uh, cur curate. I don't know what the word is. We write and we edit and we create guest posts and things happen and it's great um and <laughs> the a period cast was essentially just back slapping where we would talk about how great it was so uh, since our last a period cast many things have happened so christian perfect is now christian lawson perfect um both peter and christian now have children which they did not previously have that's true my uh, son is absolutely obsessed with guess who i kept wanting to ask adam if his number had a mustache or not <laughs> <laughs> That is, that is one way to play guess the number. Um, not many numbers have a moustache, though. Um, so uh, since our last podcast on the A Periodical, I guess things have happened 
Uh, we've continued to turn out quality content, I believe is the, is the case. Um, and I think, Christian, can you tell us about the world's most interesting mathematician competition? Yeah, I suppose I can. Uh, it was a competition wherein I, I got people to write about interesting maths uh, for my edification and also so that stuff would appear on the site instead of me having to write it. Um, but it turned out being a lot more admin than I imagined. <laughs> and, uh, but it worked out in the end, because if you do the admin, then you get nice stuff. So it was really good to see um, all the Naira's things and all the stuff everybody else um, put in. Um, I managed not to alienate any of my friends. It was the unofficial title in the Slack channel was uh, Christian Alienates All His Friends Month. Um, so I'm still speaking terms with, with all of them. Yeah. How many people took part? Uh, good question. Uh, Some power of two. I just can't remember. Which I think power it was two. sixty. Yeah. It was, it was four, 16. four rounds sounds achievable. It, it was. It was four rounds. I made four rounds of things, and then one of the yeah. members of our current audience beat me in round one. So yeah, one of the sad things was that. Um, some people prepared all their stuff in advance of the competition starting, so I now have a lot of material that uh, was never used. And I think you, you put out your stuff, oh, yeah, on, stuff as, as relative time episodes, and uh, some has gone like Jim Prop used all his stuff on his blog. Uh, yeah, so, we've, so some of us, on the other hand, prepared one thing and then hoped that, <laughs> <laughs> that we wouldn't get through to the next round. Actively which worked, campaigned yeah. not to get into I, the next round. I, I, think I may have accurate. done yes. Uh, yeah, so that's good. Uh, I may do it again next year if, uh, I don't know if I feel similarly. You heard it here first. Oh, I may hold you to that. Um, so Naira kept qualifying that he was the world's most interesting mathematician with caveats. Yep. What were the caveats? I'll try and remember them all. Uh, it was uh, most interesting mathematician of the people that I asked to take part and that were available in July. July. Uh, and were willing. And were willing. Yes, some people were available, and I asked them, but they weren't willing. Uh, and win all four matches? Is that the kind of <laughs> Something it. like that. I think the, the crucial thing is that not every mathematician in the world took part. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's not a, a canonical... Uh, what's, what's the word? Exhaustive search process uh, and the methodology had uh, many flaws uh, particularly the vote we have narrowed it down hmm? like we're closer we're one step closer we're but about 15 people yeah so if <laughs> if we now do the same thing for the next 15 years in year 16 we could put all of the winners in a bracket together uh, so we just need 16 squared people to participate, it'd be great. So yeah, possibly again next summer. Um, if, I mean, do we are we accepting submissions? Are we saying if you think you're interesting enough, uh, you know, send us an email? I wouldn't say it like that because people aren't likely to volunteer. <laughs> I guess. Although some people did messages and say, "Oh, I missed the uh, the application process for this." And we were really? Like, it was it was you got an email from CP. <laughs> um, um, yeah. They want to know where the heat's happened. If, if, if you think you're an interesting mathematician, expect an email. Yes, that well, is a good way of putting it. I have alienated everybody. Mm. <laughs> yeah, everyone who doesn't get an email now, you've alienated. So you've alienated like 6 billion minus 16 people on this next one. Um, uh, so not, not to jump into a show that's not mine, that I haven't already done a bunch already, but uh, is there anything going on currently? Like what, what's, what's like going on right now on the A-Periodical? Well... 
yeah, we've got a, a really cool thing happening this month. So this is the month of November, um, but we're referring to it by a slightly different name, which I am not confident I will correctly pronounce, but I'm going to have a go. No one knows how it's actually pronounced. We Everyone's have discussed it extensively. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, so many, so many conversations about pronunciation. Uh, so I think it's Nertember is what we're going with, because Emmy Nerter was a German mathematician who was by all accounts, basically a legend. And uh, we're having a month of celebrating Nerter. So um, we've collated a list of 30 facts about Emmy Nerter. And in the style of Inktober, which is uh, a, a thing which artists and illustrators do the month of October to try and get them producing content, like people who are maybe a bit worried that they're not doing enough drawing work or they want to give themselves a bit of inspiration. In Inktober, you get a, a, month, a daily theme and you have to draw a picture every day for a month. And it can be a tiny little drawing or a full-on piece of art, but as long as you're producing something. So we thought we would mirror this idea a month later. Um, and the, the inspiration, the idea for this is from a friend of ours called Constanza, who is an illustrator and mathematician who's uh, coincidentally based in Germany. Uh, but Connie wanted to do this and she said, who is up for this? And we said, the A-Periodical is fully behind you on this project. So we've posted the list of 30 things and people all over Twitter and Instagram and other places are putting together um, anything from pencil sketches all the way through to full-on collages, illustrations. Um, and each day we have a different fact about Emmy Nerta's life and we're collating them all. Um, at the end of the month, we'll do a roundup post with a bunch of stuff. We've just done a partway through the month semi-roundup post that's got all the things that have happened so far. But it's genuinely brilliant because people are putting on uh, superb little drawings and um, essentially just celebrating the life of this person because, like... You know, it's 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 so easy to forget about what it what is like, what what is involved in the life of a mathematician, I guess. So the, the story's gone all the way from, you know, where she was born and how she grew up through the struggles that she had, even just being allowed to go to university, because she was very much at the time when women weren't allowed to do the same things as men. So it was kind of like, can I come to uni? And they were like, well, technically, no, but we'll let you sit in the back of the room if you want. Um, and she had to kind of fight at every stage to, to be allowed to do things. And then she just basically changed the face of physics uh, with Noether's theorem and uh, changed the face of um, algebra with, you know, Noetherian rings and all of these things that are named after her. So uh, she's very cool. I'm looking forward towards the end of the month. We've got some really mathematical entries in the list. And I'm looking forward to seeing people's illustrations of a descending chain condition uh, and all of these cool things. Yeah. It is interesting. I have a, um, a week in my history of maths module where I, I kind of make, kind of twist the students' arms into looking into a female mathematician, and they always come back with these incredibly sad stories of people being kind of held by, down in all sorts of places, but then becoming brilliant regardless. It's marvellous. What do I do if I've missed the first 20-odd days of this celebration? That means that I can't take part, right? I'm giving Sam I, a few days to get the episode live, right? I, I totally forgive you, and you're very welcome to just join in at any point. Because the idea is... You know, if you're not a professional illustrator, the, the benefit to your illustrating career won't necessarily be huge. But um, the idea is to get you talking about things and thinking about things. So, we're, you know, whatever you can contribute. Some people have just done one picture of Emmy Nurter and it's amazing and added it into the hashtag. And that's fine. If you don't want to follow the list, some people have made up their own lists. And uh, Christian uh, is uh, demonstrating absolutely live a uh, new entry. Yeah. 
Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm uh, giving y'all the wrap-up motion because the uh, Mass Jam Jam is going to start in like oh, 10 nice. minutes and we still have two more shows to get through. Okay, I've very quickly drawn on my weird little tablet thing a picture of Emmy Nerta, which is my entry for today, and I'll uh, take a photo of that, I guess. Okay, uh, everyone, the A-Period cast. No, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the right, that's the right uh, answer. So, um, <clears throat> now... Uh, uh, we'll have one more uh, show after this, but first, this is Relatively Prime. I am Samuel Hansen. And if you've been following the most recent miniseries, Cycle of Mathematics, you'll not noticed that we've been talking a lot about, uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, research in mathematics, specifically the life cycle of mathematical research. And one of the things that is uh, very, very uh, important to mathematical research is, of course, citations. And so on the very first show, I talked to, uh, Duncan, well, uh, talked to Duncan Watts about the research that Duncan did with Steve Strogatz uh, into small world networks, uh, literally inventing the uh, mathematical definition of small world networks. And, uh, sent, and then later on, I uh, interviewed a different mathematician, someone who actually has done research based off of uh, Watson Strogatz's work. And that mathematician is? So I'm Michelle Gervin. Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, Gervin, G-I-R-V-A-N. And uh, so Michelle actually ended up being another uh, student of Steve Strogatz uh, and did some uh, very, very interesting work around uh, small world networks and citing the uh, Watts-Strogatz paper quite often. But I'm not actually here to play that because that's literally going to be the next episode that's going to come out in a couple of weeks. So instead, I want to play this little off clip about what can sometimes happen when uh, mathematical citations are not exactly right. My co-author, Mark Newman, wrote a, wrote a review paper where he cited our paper and there was an error in the citation. So then a lot of people who cited our paper were actually copying the reference from his paper. I think this is how it went. Because for a while, if you looked up the citation metrics, I would have two papers cited, and they were the same paper, but <laughs> one was the mistyped reference, so people citing it secondhand, and one was people citing it directly. So, very important, when you are doing your mathematical research, please, please remember to check your citation, people. Uh, make sure that you're using the right one. And as a matter of fact, if you're going to cite a paper, probably read it first, because uh, that was probably a sign that that didn't happen. And that is all the time that we have for this episode of Relatively Prime. Up next on this smorgasbord of mathematical podcasting, we have... Taking Maths Further, with Katie Steckles and Peter Rowlett. Excellent. So this is a slight surprise for Peter, who yeah. wasn't here when we, when we realised that this was another thing we could do. At the start and here. middle of Samuel's sentence, I didn't know where it was going to end, so yeah. that was interesting. So uh, Taking Maths Further was a podcast that Peter and I did uh, years ago. Uh, I think it's definitely the podcast that I've done that I'm most proud of. Yeah, it was, it was really nice. It was like a series of 20 uh, half-hour podcasts that we did. 
Oh, I realise you're just doing a burn on Samuel yeah, Jackson. Yeah. Um, it was a really good show. Yeah, it was, it was good. And we interviewed people about their uh, jobs and how they use maths. So we've arranged an interviewee. Um, so if I can invite from the audience, uh, Ben. Hello. Okay, so we... Um, I'm going to use this microphone. Excellent. Okay, so we have two questions for Ben, um, which I will ask him, and that, that will comprise the entire interview because we don't have half an hour. I shouldn't um, have gone to the bar, should I? This is... <laughs> That's right. So the first question is, how do you use maths in your job? Hello. Well, my job, I do a lot of work with uh, radio, um, receiving radio signals, producing bits of equipment to do this. We're currently working on something that uh, it's like a high-quality GPS receiver. I've done a lot of similar things. So there's a lot of uh, complex numbers involved in that. The radio waves, it only occurred to me the other day that the imaginary parts of the signals I'm processing are not, in fact, real. It's something we've made up to make the processing easier because after 10 years of working with them, the complex part is, is every bit as real as the real part. And uh, that's certainly something that's very useful. And then there are a few other bits, like a lot of trigonometry, that kind of thing is in my job as well. Excellent. So people learning trigonometry at school could, you know, could imagine how that is then going to take them on into, into a career. Peter, do you have a question? Yes, with my lots of preparation. Did you take A-level further maths? Uh, yes, I did. And was it useful? Um, to be honest, it's so long ago now that I can't remember what was in the further maths module and what was in normal maths. I'm totally the same. We <laughs> often have this conversation about people will say, because uh, I teach at university, and someone will say, don't the students do this in A-level maths? And I'll say, no. And they'll say, oh, we did in my day. And I have no idea what I did in maths and what I did in, in further maths. No. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, fantastic. So conventionally we would end uh, taking maths further with a puzzle, uh, but we have not prepared one, so no. let's not. Uh, but yeah, that's, that was such a nice blast from the past. Thank you very much to Ben for being a very brief interviewee. <laughs> what that was missing totally was um, we used to do these quite long recordings where I would say to Katie, if you ask me this, then I could, if I ask you this, then you could answer it this way, and then she would, and then you would say, ah, now you can ask me this, <laughs> and so I would. So all those recordings are like twice as long as the episode because it's us <laughs> prompting each other, writing the script as we did it. But, uh, yeah, that's we, should, we should dig those this. out and do some kind of outtakes clip of yes. compilation of ridiculous <laughs> things happening. Because if you haven't listened, yeah. I mean, I am really quite proud of it, but we, we did this thing where, where I was a sort of idiot asking questions and Katie was answering the questions and and telling me about the area of mathematics that you would have done in school, um, that then we then went and interviewed someone about, and it was it was quite a nice sort of show. But yeah, mm. it was it was quite often um, written on the fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's that one. Do you uh, do you want me to close the bracket? Yeah, no, or you got, you got some more stuff to do. Because we have a secret podcast. Everyone, welcome to combinations and permutations. <laughs> that's right. You thought you were done, but I'm pulling you back in for one last one. And of course, uh, as is uh, traditional on combinations and permutations, I'm now going to in introduce my guests. Uh, usually I give good introductions, but this person doesn't deserve one. Peter Rowlett. Yes, I was wondering who I should hand the microphone to. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, someone who actually does deserve very nice things, but I haven't had enough time to think of any. Katie Steckles. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, now I need the mic back. Thank you. This is, you, you were clearly never on a combinations and permutations. I don't have a mute button, which I normally have. And as, as usual, um, I will bring up some sort of mathematical topic that I'm going to read from Wikipedia without telling my guests anything about it. Uh, because this was the meanest podcast. Why did I do this to people? Uh, so, Peter, tell me what you know about Giuseppe Piano. <laughs> Piano is, uh, is axioms for arithmetic, right? Oh, yeah, that's uh, about as much as I know, too, and about as much of the Wikipedia articles I'm uh, going to have time to read right now. Uh, Katie, do you have anything to add? 
I, I think the word arithmetic jumped into my head before Peter said anything, but I just, I put those two words together, uh, but I couldn't really tell you anything else. But axioms does sound familiar. Mm. So is it like... Um... Uh, Foundations of Arithmetic. Okay. There's a book written by uh, Douglas Giles called Fergie, Dedekind, and Piano on the Foundations of Arithmetic. I think it's trying to put arithmetic on a firm footing. So is it like axioms of like transitivity and associativity or and i've accidentally set myself up as the expert <laughs> yeah yeah you're totally the expert <laughs> you see if if we prepared i could ask you this question no. yeah we don't we don't prepare on this show so uh from wikipedia the standard axiomat axiomatization of the natural numbers is named the piano axioms in his honor so it, it was uh Exactly what Peter said, uh, building up the foundations of natural numbers into arithmetic. And that's all the time we have for combinations and permutations and strongly connected components and the eight period cast and wrong but useful uh, talk dust. Uh, did I say relatively prime yet? Uh, <laughs> uh, math, maths, uh, and probably some other shows that I've completely, oh, taking maths further. Uh, and, and I'm going to let Katie actually close this out after I say the most important thing. I hope that everyone has a mathorific week. And it's time to close the bracket, and that's all squared. <laughs>